Welcome to another episode of Jesus in Gym Shoes, where we have unparalleled conversations about life skills in Jesus. I got one of the good bros, one of the I, 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 uh, yeah, one of the good members of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, one of the bros are like, uh, you're a good bro, you know, got the got the bro my wrong on on hey. his uh, uh, a gym shoe fanatic similar to me. Uh, he get all the stuff. He get everything. <laughs> and I just be looking like, oh my God, I wish. I wish I had his life, you know? Man. I wish. <laughs> What's your favorite pair of gym shoes, Doc? My favorite pair? Yeah. Uh, that's tough because I don't, I don't really got a favorite pair per se. I love threes, like Jordan threes. That's because they just... I just feel like that's just the perfect. I'm into vintage, by the way. Vintage Connoisseur Club, that's my brand. Um, and threes. I was going to bring it me, up, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, threes are just like a perfect in between shoe. Like it's like perfect vintage shoe, and you can still rock it nowadays or whatnot. So I guess you could say that's one of my favorite, but I love Asics. Um, I love New Balances. So it's it's a couple. Shout out to you for having those new Joe Fresh goods. Oh man, uh, and I don't have oh, them. Oh man, man, but you got the first ones, and them them the ones I really really wanted. Yeah, yeah. I wore them for the first time last week. I had them on Sunday, and I wore them for the first time. Like that was the first time they've ever touched my feet, and I literally mm. had them on for two hours and came back home and took them off. Yeah, I wore mine too. I, I've been getting into that habit too. I'm like, man, I'm not gonna be buying shoes and they sit and end up like years down the line, you know, being messed up where they're not even wearable because the, you know, because of the yeah. material start start tearing apart. So I'm big on wearing my shoes, man. I take care of them though. Like I am meticulous about like if I see some marks, I, I'm that dude. I'll stop in the middle of a conversation if I see a damn mark on my shoe. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna clean it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at the baby in the background. I'm not, yeah. I'm not that guy. <laughs> I, if, if, if my, you would be so upset if you were to see my Union Ones right now. Actually, I'm gonna show you my Union Ones <laughs> while we on the screen, just to get a real reaction for how bad they actually are. Because I don't care. I'd be like, I do, I do like, I, I like that too. Like, you know how some things is just not for you, but you like how it looks on other people. Like, I'm all into the yeah. whole beat them up, make them look real, like worn. I like that look for some people. I just personally don't think I, I drive myself crazy, man, wearing some shoes like that. Yeah, I'm even if it's a me. Yeah, I'm looking for the box now. Uh, oh, those the fours. Uh, but yeah, because. I, I just was like, you know, I'm going to wear these joints as much as I can, get as much wear out of them. Like, my mm-hmm. Union Ones, the Blue Toes, are mm-hmm. by far the most expensive shoe that I have. Easily the most, the most expensive, expensive. Most expensive. Because it was like something that I really, really wanted. Um, so, I, you know, I did what I had to do, which is why, <laughs> like... They, mm-hmm. they, they're bad. Like, they're oh my really god, bad. 
They're disgusting. Like they even went to a festival or something. I did. I was kicking it with the cues. Literally oh, kicking yeah. it with the cues. <laughs> and thought I was fly. And yeah, it, it just got real bad. It just got real bad before I knew it. Like some oil spilled on my shoe. And then before, like when I went home, I was just like, this is uncalled for. Yeah. This is just, <laughs> this is uncalled for. Like it's, there's no reason why um, you're going to hit some air blowing. But, yeah, they they real bad. Like, Still a good see? shoe, though. Still a good shoe, yeah. Still boy. a great shoe. Like, yeah. you see all but the At least you're wearing them, though. You know, at least you're wearing them and getting getting your money's worth. And that's What's what it's all about you? at the end of the day. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not, not going to do that. Like, I have to because that's – yeah, that's the point. <laughs> yeah, they shoes. <laughs> they shoes. You gotta have to do that. What's the shoe that you just holding on to that you still haven't put on that you've had the most? Uh, hey, Mackenzie. Um, what shoe? What shoe? I've worn them all. I got okay. well. I say the trophy. I only worn them once. The trophy rooms. Uh, mm-hmm. Jordan won trophy rooms. I, I I just wore those. I had a dope fit, and I'm like, damn, do I really want to wear these? And I'm like, I'm gonna throw them on. Uh huh. But that's a shoe I probably won't wear that much because I do want to like preserve that shoe a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we'll see, we'll see. But that mm-hmm. is a that's one of my grills right there. Really, you like it? Well, I I've been wanting the colorway, so it's just kind of like on that. It's just like a. Double version of the of the original to me. Like, I love the original. If I can get my hands on the original, I definitely at a decent price. I I go, but yeah, it was a good shoe. It's a good shoe. Yeah, I think um, I like it, but I like the Spider Man joints better. The Miles Morales, yeah, like Jordan ones. It's that similar color with the blue on the mm-hmm. bottom, and they got the like the kind of spiderweb-esque material on it. I think I like those better than the uh, trophy room joints. Yeah, those are dope, too. But that, tr- I mean, have you held, have you, like, actually held on to one? I went to, um, I went to, sta- no, not, like, without the plastic. Like, I, I saw it at Stadium Goods um, mm. here in the city. And so, it was, it's a nice shoe. Like, I mean, and it, it hugged your feet different. I was kind of surprised. I'm like, dang. Oh, okay. Like, these don't fit like all the other Jordan ones. They kind of like, I don't know, it had an extra little padding in the inside, but man. Right, so they like, are they like the, uh, the CM, the comfort joints, the CMFTs? Do you have any of those? No, I don't got any of those. The Jordan ones. So, yeah, the Jordan one, they, they came out with this. I think it's like, I think it's just for comfort. Um, it's mm-hmm. the CMFT. And I got the zoom. It got like the zoom material on the inside of it. Oh yeah, I've seen those. Like blue and like a light gray. bluish. Yeah. Okay. So I got the gray yeah. ones with like the light blue on the inside. Those joints you can just wear them all day. It feel like you walking on a cloud. Like, yeah, that's probably what it is because them joints feel good. Yeah, because the yeah. other ones are just like you walking just on the earth. You just, <laughs> <laughs> and like you just feel like you just stepped on the ground. Yeah, it feel like a pair of uh, Chuck Taylors. Like, real. like you got some Chucks on. How did you like, um? How did you get into you know liking vintage or you know vintage kind of soul? Like, how did you? How did you get into that? <laughs> uh, 
I got into vintage in college, actually. One of my neos, he, uh, Randall Bars. I'm gonna give him a shout out. That's my dog. Um, I kind of always liked the style, but I just didn't know that that that's what people was getting it from. Mm-hmm. But it was like early on, I seen him kind of rocking. He'd mix it up with some of his stuff, and I was like, "Damn, that shit hard." So he took me thrifting one day. Mm-hmm. Um, we went thrifting in Oklahoma City, and man. I I just immediately had an eye for, for it. Like I just knew the type of stuff to get and I was getting all type of stuff, man. Uh, at first I kind of stuck with my size. Uh-huh. I would find I would find so much dope stuff in other sizes. So I would just get it. And I didn't yeah. really have a, I was like, I'll probably sell it to if, if somebody, you know, asks or, or whatnot, but I never thought that I'd do it on a larger scale. Um, but yeah, um, been doing it for years and i was like man i didn't stockpile so much i got so much stuff dude like it's it's almost crazy like (laughs) throughout the year i just kept collecting 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 you know if i I got some free time and a little extra cash to to, you know just do it i'll go with it and uh yeah i always find something like even if it's just one thing always find something so Actually, today I restocked today because I got my stuff up at this uh, sneaker shop down here in Houston mm-hmm. called the, the Houston Closet. And it's upstairs from Johnny Dang's uh, jewelry store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my boys, he owns the sneaker shop. And so he allowed me to, you know, curate a little area and put my vintage up in there. And so uh, that's where you can find it at. A lot of people be hitting me like, man, bro, you're going to do a website? And I, and I be wanting to. I'm just so busy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Uh, uh, it's, it's a lot. And, and I'm so meticulous about things. Um, I know it's going to take real time for me to really do it and sit down and do it how I want it. Mm-hmm. And I just got so many other things going on uh, at the moment. So, yeah, that's, that's the vintage wave, man. That's the whole little kind of way I got into that. Yeah. And so for me, I, I was introduced to it by my older brother. Like we would just go and find an outfit before church. And then <laughs> on Sundays, like it was just like a challenge. Like, okay, cool. I'm about to find me something to put on for church tomorrow for like yeah. 15 bucks. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and so I was able to find like Dior sweaters and, Hi, just, <laughs> and just a whole bunch of stuff, you know, just yeah. able to do it. And then I got into the lane of liking uh outerwear so i love mm-hmm. a good blazer or a coat and then like bros mostly because they dress terribly would be like yo i like that coat <laughs> and then you know you find other guys and they'd be like yo i like that coat you got on so then you know i started selling coats and then it got to a point where it was just like that stockpile got too much i was like yo play this chunk out like yeah. here y'all go i don't i gotta get this out of my house um yeah and that's where I'm at now, dog. Like, I'm. It's like I I do love vintage, and I still got a passion for it to a certain extent. But I'm I'll be 34 in December, and um, I'm just kind of slowly growing up. You know, growing up yeah. to a sense where that's not where I like want to put my time moving forward. Um, mm-hmm. And so I really haven't been thrifting in a while. I'm really just selling through everything that I have in the crib, and. Uh, just seeing how it goes, it's some little extra pocket cash. Like today, I went up there. I had made, I got like two fifty sitting up in, in in there, just kind of just sitting. And yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just kind of getting rid of everything, man. I'm trying to put my 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 energy and my time into new ventures, 
you know, like big boy ventures, you know, like you sell yeah. real estate, houses, Ooh. buildings, you know, I mean, stock market, it's... ETFs, like that type of wave. I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'm getting slowly into all of those things. So vintage kind of catapulted that... me into that. Yeah, what's funny is that like a, a lot of people are like making that transition um, from, you know, one thing from, you know, doing things that would be considered like young to like us mm. growing up. Like I really feel that way. Somebody asked me not too long ago how I felt about um, how I was in my 20s to like mm-hmm. being in my 30s and like you're a married man now, like in your thirties, yeah. like house, wife, kid, you know, I mean, clearly cause somebody keeps yelling out, Hey daddy. So <laughs> <laughs> what's been like that big change for that you've seen in yourself? Uh, responsibility. I've, I've gotten more responsible. Like I never really just been too irresponsible, but Man, my wife, dude, like she is, man, she, she keeps me on my A game to be real because she's real, like type A for real, for real. And so um, she likes things to, she likes to just be on point as far as like bills. And so I've kind of adopted that certain aspect to my life and throughout the time we've been together or whatnot. And so, yeah. It's just it, it ain't got me better, honestly. Um, so I'm definitely appreciative of that aspect of our relationship. Um, but yeah, it's enjoyable, bro. Like I love it. Like right now, I'm sitting here with her. She watching cartoons, and you know we just grooving. Um, my wife is somewhere doing her thing, and and it's cool. You know, I'm just balancing my time now with with my, with my daughter and being a father and a husband. And Getting getting through this career, this career miles. So what is it that you do, right? Because you, I mean, you you work with some big <laughs> names, bro. You be working, you work with. I was waiting on you to bring it up, but you work with some big yeah. names. I mean, some big houses, yeah. some fast big fashion houses. Man, yeah. So, man, I'm the asset protection, one of the asset protection managers for the Houston Metro Market for Louis Vuitton. Um, and I came from Gucci. I worked for Gucci for two and a half years kind of in that same capacity. Well, in the same department, but in a different capacity. Um, so yeah, I think kind of got more on my, uh, as far as my responsibilities. Now I'm over all of the stores in the Galleria, which is like major because one, the Galleria, as ratchet as it's turning, is still one of the top malls in the country. And our Louis Vuitton store in, the, in that same mall is like, top five in the country really? so yeah. yeah um so when i was working at gucci which is actually funny because it's down the hall um i always just kind of seen us kind of moving off how louis vuitton moved so i'm like man i need to get to the big dogs i mean clearly we all know how much of a conglomerate louis vuitton is and if you don't yeah. you better go and look because i mean <laughs> be louis vuitton is definitely <laughs> LVMH is nuts. And like, yeah. I just found out they got more stuff coming up the pipeline as far as just acquisitions. Yep. So, um, um, yeah, when I was at Gucci, I was like, man, I see that this is where it's at. And so when that opportunity came about, I jumped on it, man. I got so aggressive with that. I damn near 
felt like I was stalking these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the store manager told me who who was the hiring manager and whatnot for the position. I looked them up on LinkedIn. Um, side note, if you're not on LinkedIn and you're not as active on LinkedIn as Facebook and Instagram, you, you lose it. I literally got both of my jobs off of like through finessing through LinkedIn, honestly. Um, yeah, I looked them up on LinkedIn, black man, uh, kind of told them who I was, kind of in so many words, told them my story a little bit. And he set up an unofficial interview with me at Panera Bread. Mm-hmm. And we we just chopped it. Uh, he looked at my resume and just kind of got a feel of who I was. And he kind of understood where I was at as far as in my career. I was waiting for that next step, but I needed somebody to invest in me and believe in me. And so mm-hmm. it was so dope that it was another black man. And I know sometimes that don't mean a lot to people, but for me, especially in working in these different type of brands, seeing another brother is very, very important. And like, honestly, my whole line, my whole chain of command going all the way up to our directors, black men. And so that's, that's very up. inspirational. Heck yeah. And so now I even see that it's possible for me to get there because my ultimate goal is to be a director of asset protection or loss prevention. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I see it's even more possible because everybody uh, right above me are, are black men. And so, um, yeah, bro, I've been at, at LV for now a month and a half, two months. Love it. Definitely. It's a, it's definitely a difference because Everybody always asks me, man, what's the, so what's the difference that you noticed so far? Like Gucci just celebrated their 100th year this year and LVMA just celebrated their 200th year this year. So yeah. <laughs> LV is two, is a whole hundred years and, and, you know, ahead of Gucci. So, and it runs like a well-oiled machine, honestly. Uh, it's almost like comparing it to like sports, like a Belichick or Popovich type of setting, like, Anybody can be inputted, you know. You mm-hmm. just learn the learn the ways, learn a culture real quick. And you just input yourself into it and do what you do. You know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely excited about what's to come after this, especially, yeah. you know, with us be, having so many different brands attached to us. And I can go in any direction. So the the wine and spirits, the luxury jewelry with Tiffany acquisition. Yep. So it's just definitely so many ways I can finesse it. So I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm I'm soaking up so much game and learning as much as I can. But learn at this level now, it's more about just relationship building, mm-hmm. like for real, just relationship building. So. And I think a lot of people, I think that's a lost art, right, uh, of building those relationships or just trying to like. We had to, um, you know, it is what it is. Like we both, remember, we both Omegas, both the bros. So we yeah. had to, uh, we had to like build those bridges, you know, for us to be able to even get to that point. And I think it's a lot harder. Actually, I don't know anybody else's process, but it, for me, I was like, I went to three different schools. So going mm-hmm. to Illinois State, I had to build those bridges, then like leaving Illinois State because of football and then going from like Pasadena where I went to back to Kansas. Like ain't nobody know me. So I had to like really like that grind of trying to figure out who it is that I need to talk to that grind of like, of that for the bros is like, is, is like none other. And you yeah. and that's one story that's consistent is that we had to like really, really search and like, we had to like make people really believe that this is what we wanted to do. 
So man, for real. <laughs> It was like facts. Yeah, it was crazy. Like everybody got that same story. It was just like, yo, uh, bro, you don't really know what I had to go through for me to really get here, for me to like just be the bruh. So that generally, you know, like that, like the poem, if you know, if you keep your head when all about you is losing ears, like no matter what's going on, this junk translates to everything we gotta do in life. Um literally everything <laughs> so just with that like talk more about that that networking piece like what was it that like aside from being the bros or whatever like what is it what did you learn that piece about just networking or uh putting stuff out there yeah so of course like you said being the being the bros uh in undergrad i was the state rep of oklahoma for undergrads for the for the frat for the um uh, for my district and so in that position, I was pretty much the liaison for undergrads for Oklahoma, all the undergrad schools. And they had to report to me as far as what they were doing, as far as projects, uh, different things on campus, you know, outreach, blah, blah, blah. And I will present that at state meetings and district meetings. Uh, so it was cool. I was able to network with bros that was really in these leadership positions within the fraternity, these are millionaires. I'm talking about mm-hmm. lawyers and doctors, like people that's, that have been grand bossalists. These ain't just regular bros. Like, yeah. you find out who these dudes are, are these, these be real life movers and shakers in the world. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I was able to just kind of learn just to read the room, learn to read the room. And uh, I also give another shout out to a dude I met at the barbershop, bro, of all places. Um, this dude out here in Houston named Rob Coates. And he wrote this book, and it was called Connect and Grow Rich. Almost oh like uh, Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. It's called Connect and Grow Rich. And, you know, pretty much the book was talking about um, just valuing your connections, you know, putting more energy and time into building connections because if it was more valuable than money. If you had connections in these different things that you did in your life, you don't need money. So if you connected with people, you know what I'm saying, at the airport, you finesse your way into getting some tickets. Or, you know, you 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 know, you know how it goes. You know, if you yeah. have people in these different areas and you connected with them, that's the way you can, you know, and it ain't just using them, you just valuing your connections, you know. So I just use that honestly, and kind of ran with it and added it to what I was, kind of my personality already. I was already just kind of like a people person. So I just, you know, develop my connections with people and check on people and yeah, (laughs) and do it like that. But yeah, connections is definitely important. Um, What's that process like? also cut people off if you need to, shoot. (laughs) Understood, understood. What's that process like? How do you like nerd? How do you go about nurturing a relationship? Like, what steps do you take in nurturing those relationships? Just letting it kind of be an organic, just kind of letting it be an organic, because uh, another shout out, I'm involved in uh, Cool Dads, which is a nonprofit organization. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, and I'm the development coordinator. So doing Cool Dad has kind of even got me more to develop my skills as far. It's, it's tough, though. I ain't going to even lie. It's really like forcing yourself to learn how to... Uh, just, I don't know, kind of like groove with people and kind of mm-hmm. find where you can 
where y'all can uh, have some type of uh, connection in, in some sort, you know, maybe some type of icebreaker or something like that. But honestly, just doing it over and over, over and over, man, like just asking the questions that you need to ask or trying to get out of the person what, you, what you're meeting with them for or, or chilling with them for, kicking it with them for or whatever. Um, yeah, just <laughs> in so many words, I guess. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think, um, well, yeah, I wanted to ask you about Cool Dad. Like, what is Cool Dad for the people that's out there? Yeah, so Cool Dad is, like I said, it's a nonprofit. Um, it's geared towards, it's, so the t- two of my friends that started it, RV Lim and Kevin Barnett, um, I met RV through working for Gucci. He works for Gucci, and uh, me and my mom used to do uh, a project called Because We Love You out here in Houston where we were um, making gift bags for the homeless around Christmas every year since I've been out here. Um, my mom will always come down here around Christmas. And so when we first started, we did like six, seven bags or something like that. And we just gave them out to random homeless people that we see on the street. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. And so that really developed as something really major where uh, the last year we did it right before COVID, um, Gucci teamed up with me and our through our through their we care program they have a we care program where they you know help out different nonprofits and stuff like that and um they helped me pay for stuff to get bags and so we gave out like we had did it at a soup kitchen called loaves and fish down Mm -hmm. here in houston we gave out like almost 400 bags to the homeless and these bags were full of full of food clothing um like small little hygiene stuff you know but it was full bags man like people was man it was deep they were deep out there so because we already had heard that people would be coming there anyway so i guess when the word spread around how much we was giving out in those bags like you start seeing people coming out of nowhere bro it was crazy um yeah it's good like warmed our heart like it was it was dope it was so many people starting to come we didn't even have nothing left to give mckenzie it's okay yeah we didn't so, even have anything to give. We went to the gas station and started just buying stuff to give away to people just to, <laughs> we felt so bad, like we didn't have none, none left. So, but it yeah. was, it's always good. To, it's, a, it's a good feeling. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, so for the people that's out there, you guys can donate to uh, the website, on the website, cool, C-O-O-L-X, the, the letter dad, D-A-D yeah. dot com. Um, their mission um, and I'll put this in here, that mission, uh, cool dad is to, uh, our mission cool dad is to aid and uplift all fathers of color, striving to build a better world for their children and serve the communities in which they live. And I mm-hmm. thought that that was really dope just because I think that, you know, fathers need, fathers need a community. Like I'm all for you know, got for community, gospel-centered community, uh, just having people around you that are like-minded, that can, you know, put you in a better situation or put you in a better place, um, that mm-hmm. can push you to to do more, right? I mean, literally eight versus 80 or, you know, uh, friendship being essential to the soul. So like, we get it that like, you need to have a community of people around you 
but it goes further than having like frat brothers or like your actual siblings. It goes to having a community of people that can help you, whether it's through social skills or through uh, business skills or through, you know, fathering skills. I haven't made it to the the place of being a dad yet, but um, what's it like having like other dads around you for you to bounce those types of ideas off of? Man, it's major. It's major, bro. And I knew I had got a little bit off topic with cool dad, but yeah, we No, I need I was gonna bring it up anyway. So no no no. Yeah, yeah. But we honestly are molding or crafting cool dad to be something similar to a fraternity, uh, but in a cool way, almost like Soho House. So we want to make it like an exclusive club of men that you know we can bounce ideas off of. We have this thing called the round table where we uh we come together and have dinner at these different restaurants and we just we just talk you know we give it's almost like testimonials you know what i'm saying uh, give our experiences on fatherhood and, and and that's what we use it for we we use it for 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 that exactly to build each other up we we might have information that the next man don't have on being a father especially me mm-hmm. i'm only 2 years in so man we have guys all throughout the city from all walks of life, Asian guys, black guys, Hispanic guys, and they're giving their experiences of being fathers. And it's so dope, man, like to kind of just hear their stories. And it's almost like, you know, especially in this time of day with race relations and everything, we all the same, man. We we all the same. <laughs> like they, a lot of these other, bro, uh, other brothers and men have the same stories. We all yeah. have some of the same stories. And so Man, Cool Dad has definitely been something that has been uh, enjoyable and something dope that I've been a part of. And we still in the in the you know growing stages, so we still tighten up on things right now to make us even more better. But yeah, it's dope, and it's and it's definitely gonna grow because we want to do it in different cities as well. So yeah, yeah, be on the, be on the lookout, I, man. Yeah, I mean that was one thing that I saw y'all have an event coming up, uh, or y'all have been having events rather. Um, so, you know, I'm excited about what you guys are doing. Um, I'm excited about, you know, your growth. I remember, (laughs) funny story, right after I crossed. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you, I don't know why I knew you was going to bring this. (laughs) I have to, no. Do do tell, do tell. (laughs) (laughs) I can't go too too deep, but. (laughs) Yeah. My road is the coolest, most laid back uh, question asker. I'll say that, right? I'll say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was my first time. Like, me and my road had crossed paths, like, when we were younger, but, like, not up until that point. Right. <laughs> we hadn't seen each other in ages. Uh, right. But, yeah, so my, right after I crossed, you know, it was a very, very intense situation <laughs> and i'm very grateful that i was able to endure such an intense situation for me to be able to have this conversation now and your lb dog i need to i need to get in tune with i haven't talked to kenny in shoot since 2016 maybe Man, like I not in like in person day. <laughs> not yeah. like in person like i last thing like we chat via like facebook or something but mm-hmm. I haven't seen him since, yeah, 2016 when I went down there 540th. Um, and okay. when I went to Districts 540th. Uh, 
Um, yeah, my chapter's 40th. So, yeah, that's crazy. He'll be a good addition to the show as well, man. He's a he's doing his thing in photography out there in KC, and I'm mm-hmm. and I'm so proud of my LB, man. I I literally remember when this dude started, and he was like, "Man, I'm tired of doing doing birthday parties for kids, man. This is killing my killing my 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 uh, <laughs> just killing me right now." That's all he was getting booked for was just babies and and birthday parties. But now man, that man doing all of the dope shoots and. And Casey, and so yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely proud of him. I am too. But yeah, yeah. that 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 run in that run in was that was the start of our our, our friendship, dog. Yeah, dog was being like, just a young bruh, but but you know, yeah, yeah. I was, like old, I was like ten days off. I was like ten or twenty days. Like, <laughs> but 10. I didn't know that. I'm like, why is this bruh dressed so fresh? That this bruh grew. <laughs> I hadn't probated yet. I hadn't even probated yet, oh, and yeah, they just like dropped me off. I was like, like so some bros yeah. knew, some bros didn't. That like, I ain't even had no eyebrows, which was hilarious. That <laughs> I'm like, it, it shows you the confidence of a of a cat from Chicago. Like, yeah, I'm still about right. to like Jay Dam. I ain't got no eyebrows, shorty, <laughs> but I'm still about to like. <laughs> right. What up? <laughs> what up? Like you going to dog? Like what's happening? <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> But I appreciate your time, man. This has been another episode of Jesus and Gym Shoes. Yo, uh, where we have unparalleled conversations about life skills and Jesus. Marone, where can they find you at, G? Man, you can find me at my IG, Ron the Chosen One. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Um, and hit me up on LinkedIn. But look, if you're going to hit me up on LinkedIn, you know, give me them likes on like <laughs> y'all give out them like them the likes that really matter on LinkedIn, boy. Yep. Like, yeah, go ahead and hook your boy up, man. So so <laughs> we can keep on moving. And I got you, you know. But yeah, and what's the name of the at, store man. in Houston that you got your stuff? Uh, it's called the Houston Closet. Okay, um, and it's upstairs from Johnny Dane's. It's off of Richmond. So yeah, okay. Okay. that's what yeah, it. man. I was just telling somebody today that I usually make me a, a annual trip to Houston, you know, to come visit. Um, and, you know, 2020 kind of threw a, uh, uh, threw a wrench in there. You know, I got to go to the address. Um, it's like Disneyland in there and go to, uh, <laughs> and go to, and go to Turkey. I, uh, not necessarily Turkey Leg Hut, but like, I, I can't remember. I think the name of the place is like Grace's or Alice's or something. Oh yeah, Grace. I mean, it's yeah, not I like their food. I you like got to tap in with me whenever you come, dog. I put. Yeah, last I'm, time I was like there, twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty nineteen. You wasn't in town yeah. when I came. Yeah, we, it was like Mother's Day or something. Yeah, we missed each other. But uh, but yeah, you told me what you told me a dope thrift store. I bought a dope jacket from there too. A dope denim jacket. <laughs> I bought a dope denim jacket. But yeah, I appreciate your time. Uh yeah, make sure you Appreciate like comment. Me, my no problem, no problem. Make sure you tell somebody about Jesus and Gym Shoes. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Tell me how trash I am. Tell me how raw I am. I appreciate you. This is uh another episode of Jesus and Gym Shoes. Peace.